Welcome to Two Girls Who Read, a podcast. I'm Olivia. And I'm Lily, and this is the podcast where we talk about anything and everything book-related. Today's topic is The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by Phoebe Schwab. Yeah, I, okay, I'm so excited to do this because I feel like it's been a hot minute since we've actually, like, analyzed, like, a specific book because I feel like we, like, kind of, like, covered all our bases with, like, all the popular book talk books, like, right from the get-go, and then we kind of, like, ran out. Yeah, I think I, we haven't run out of all the popular book talk books, but we ran yeah. out of all the popular book talk books that we both read. That we, now yeah, that's what like I was waiting for one of the <laughs> others to read, <laughs> to read it. it. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah, and so I feel like it's just been kind of like a weird thing where we've just been like, okay, like not to rush you, but this would make a really cool podcast episode. So, like, can you hurry it up? <laughs> <laughs> so. I finally finished The Invisible Life of Addie the Rue last week. You say finally as if you didn't read it in, like, one week. I know, but I had had it on my shelf for a really long time before I started it. Like, I don't know why. Like, I I, I owned it for a long time before I picked it up. But then when I picked it up, I read it really fast. Yeah, I have so many books like that where... Okay, was this the book, though, that you had on your shelf for a really long time and you finished and you're like, I wish I read that sooner because I totally could have. Like, you had it on your shelf already. Did you feel like that? Um, yes and no, because I, like, lo- I, I loved the book and I thought it was great. Um, and so, like, obviously I was like, oh, like, I mean, why did I put that off for? But also I feel like I read it at, like, a very good time in my life and I feel like I kind of got to binge it because I kind of read it at a time where I didn't have a lot going on in my life and the binging it was a super fun experience so like I don't know if I wish I would have read it like earlier when I was like doing school or something you know yeah that's like true it. we were talking about this <laughs> I, I felt I felt weirdly similar so spoilers for the entire book obviously but like I just up front for the whole episode <laughs> yeah um but oh my god <laughs> I'm sick, everybody, so if I'm coughing a lot, that's why. But um, we were talking about how, like, we both felt in our own different ways that, like, we read this book at a really good time in our lives. And it was almost, like, for me, I felt like the book was almost, like, therapeutic because I don't... Yeah. I read the book when I wasn't doing university and I wasn't working. And so, no pun intended, I felt pretty invisible. I was like... (laughs) Like, when you don't have school or work to do for about, I don't know, like, three to six months, it after a while, you just start to feel very, very irrelevant. And I'm, like, living at home with my family, so I don't really have bills to pay or anything. So I really could just, like, get away with doing well, nothing all the time. And it was, like, so weird. And yeah. anyway, so reading Invisible Life at Addie Lover, like, I felt her. I was like, okay, yeah, same. Because everyone who I would interact with for, while I was reading that book, it's like they would never really remember me because, like, obviously I was just interacting with a bunch of strangers throughout the day. Like, you know, the person who serves you coffee and, like, the person you, will, like, walk past in the sidewalk. They're not going to remember you. And I was yeah. just doing that all the time. And so I definitely – I felt a little bit like Addie LaRue and I felt like her story was pretty – I don't know if empowering is the word for it. But, um, like, I relatable for me, and it was, like, therapeutic to read about because it's such it like, was a weird feeling. Something about that I've kind of noticed, the way that the author wrote this book, it was in a very calming way. Like, she wrote this story, and even at, like, kind of, like, the climaxes of the story where it was just so intense, like, it still felt so incredibly, like, calming, and in a, in a sense, right? And so... Yeah. 
like, I even kind of explained this to one of my friends who hasn't read the book, and she's planning on reading it, so, like, I couldn't spoil it, but she's like, what were your thoughts on the ending? Like, how did you feel when you read the ending? Because, you know, it's kind of a famous, famous ending. Everyone always talks about the end. And I was like, so obviously, like, this is just really jumping to right to the very end when... I know, I was going to say, okay, we straight there. <laughs> but it's just, well, we're, I'll come back, but this is just a perfect example of what, like, fits my thing, because it's like... There's the end of the book where it's, like, Addie's with Luke, and she is sitting there with him on that balcony, or think, or whatever, and she's, like, reading the book about her life, and in her head she's, like, plotting her revenge, and then that's how the book ends, right? Mm-hmm. And even that, which is, like, it's it's very, like, intense in a way, but it was kind of, that, that whole scene just had, like, an eerie calmness about it. Like, and that almost, like, like, yeah. Yeah. Addie always seems a little bit, like, at peace with her fate. Like, she's very accepting Mm -hmm. of everything that comes to her. And so it creates a very calming vibe. But I... When the situation's not calming at all. At all. I think it's just because when she's a character, and this just goes to show that V. Schwab did a great job of writing, like, Addie Lou as a character, because I feel like she so could have been, like, stereotypical, immortal, like... You know, yeah. I don't know what the stereotypical immortal is, but like, <laughs> yeah, Addie Larue was like super, like she had like a very distinct personality, despite having a very, uh, interesting, uh, kind of like life around her, and she was always just very calm about all her situation. And I guess this comes with being an immortal. Something that V. Shop played on was. If you're around for that many years, I mean, I guess it makes sense if you're an immortal and, like, nothing can kill you, that eventually you're just going to be very calm about anything that comes your way because you're like, oh, well, with time, this will sort itself out. <laughs> like, it's a yeah. lot less uh, dramatic when you, you, when you have, like, the rest of eternity to figure out your problems and mm-hmm. there's, like, no deadline than compared to, say, normally it's like, okay well, I'm, I could die tomorrow, you know? we got to make sure that these issues are resolved or whatever. Yeah. That's, like, never a problem for her. But I always say the aesthetic of this book is, like, when people say that... When people describe the aesthetic of a reader where you read a book on a rainy day with, like, a hot cup of tea in your hand, The Invisible Life of Addie Lou is the book that you're reading like, on that yeah. day. It's just no, that vibe. I completely agree. Like it, it was a very good book. So like, I think you and I both rated it five stars. Hey. Yeah, but it's an like, interesting thought that everybody has on it because it's like, it's so like, um, everyone rates it five stars, but then everyone kind of like downplays how good it is. I yeah, think. they're like it just wasn't good, but then like. See, I don't know, like, I didn't really get that much. Like, I actually liked, like, the middle and the beginning and stuff, whereas I feel like a lot of people just, like, like, you were like, it's so slow. And, like, I agreed with you, like, but it was almost going back to what we were just talking about, where I was like, it's slow, but it's soothing me. Like, I I like this, because I I was, like, I was also, like, super stressed out with a lot of external factors, like, the week that I read this novel. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like I really enjoyed, like the book in the sense where I was like this is just 
this is just so calm. <laughs> like we were having like a battle Even scene though, where like, people the were getting primer. the problem. Yeah, it wasn't calm, but like we just said with like her writing style and how Addie was so at peace with her life. Like there was no battle scenes. Like there was no like guns firing, like magic, like people killing each other. Like it was just, True. it was just like calm. Like I didn't feel stressed when I was until the end. I felt so stressed at the end, but I didn't feel stressed at the middle, and so I enjoyed it. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. Let's, I, I don't know, like, for me, so why it took me so long to read this book is the audiobook was for free on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And uh, other than, like, Lily, who had the honor of, like, having the entire audiobook for free on YouTube, I only yeah. had about <laughs> a, half of the book. So, like, the not even half. It was, like, in between the first quarter and the first half of the book. And I would listen to the audiobook, like, while I was cooking, and it was, like, really calming and soothing, and I really liked it. And so I really liked the start, um, because it was just a great thing to listen to on the side. But then, when obviously my free audiobook on YouTube, like, I ran out of those chapters, it was really, really awkward, because I had to read the rest of the book, and then I completely got where all the complaints were coming from. Because I did find it a little bit slow, but then it's, like, the last 50 pages kind of makes it worth it, which I guess is good. But, yeah, it was an interesting experience reading this book, for sure. I have such mixed opinions on my, like, reading experience, which is something I usually don't even think about, like, when Mm -hmm. I'm reading a book. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, I really enjoyed it all the way through. Like, obviously, like, the ending was the superior part of this novel, actually, but, like... I really enjoyed all, like, something that I feel like, I don't know if this is, I don't, okay, I'm not even going to say I have an unpopular opinion on because I actually have, like, never heard anyone, like, say their opinion on this. We haven't even really talked about it. What did you prefer? Did you prefer the going back in time chapters, or did you prefer the present day? Oh, interesting. I don't know. I've never, yeah, you're right. never <laughs> talks about this. I don't know. Because we had about, it was about 50-50, honestly. Like, you had about equal of both, like, which surprised me, which surprised me personally. I thought we were going to get more of, like, the present day than we did in the past. Yeah, that's interesting. I've never thought about it like that. But when (laughs) you do put it into perspective, it is very 50-50. I feel like a lot of people, when they talk about the book, because I think uh, the plot mainly happens in the present day chapters. Nobody ever really talks about the past chapters as much because that's more like mm-hmm. backstory. But yeah. I don't know. I think. Huh. Okay, I'm gonna be real. When I was reading it, yeah, it honestly changed from time to time. But I think in o- overall, I did find the past chapters more exciting because there was always just something going on in them. As mm-hmm. I feel like there were more filler chapters in kind of the present day ones because there had to be. It was like you were getting to know Henry. Oh, and yeah. Getting to know Addie. And I think it was like, there, yeah, there was just always, but the only time you ever went to the past was when you had to learn something really exciting that happened in Addie's life. And so it was always more entertaining, I think. Like, yeah, I, I just think overall the past was probably more entertaining. And then also... In the past, you also learn a lot about uh, luck. I'm going to call him... Okay. I'm going to call him <laughs> Luck because my audiobook always called him Luck. And so I think his name's Luck. 
and it's L-U-C. I don't know how that can be Luke. I'm sorry. I don't know. It's French. I don't know. My audiobook no, said it. Did my... they say, are you the one learning French? Is that how it should be pronounced? Like... Let's look it up. <laughs> I tried looking it up. I literally was looking it up before. I was like, how to pronounce. But it's just like so L-U-C. Like, I'm but... like how, how is this so difficult? Okay. Oh, okay, according to this, and I looked up, like, in French specifically, like, because I'm sure it's a name in other languages as well. It's pronounced, so it's like the word look, but the O sound is more stretched. Oh. Look. 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 (laughs) Yeah. So, anyway, now that we've got started, continue on. (laughs) I also yeah. think with the past chapters, you also learn a lot about Luke and Addie as, um, mm-hmm. I think, no offense to Henry, it's just these these characters, like Addie and Luke, had hundreds of years on you, so they're going to have a more interesting story. They just are. Like, they have more history to tell. Yeah. As the present day, like, it was very much telling Henry and Addie's life, I think, and that was... Um, at times less entertaining but what what are your thoughts so I actually had thoughts on this when I was actually reading the book because for me I'm gonna have to go and say that I prefer the present day but like I do agree with your opinion that the past day like the the going back was more interesting story-wise but I still think the present day I liked better because I feel like in the present day, it's, like, Abby, like, we, we like, have already said this. Like, she was so, like, assured with, like, who she was. And that's always very mm. refreshing in a protagonist because I feel like we've read so much about, like, the insecure girl who needs, like, the man to come and save her. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> you know, like, every, like, <laughs> YA, like, story that was published in, like, 2013 onward, you know? Um... But I feel like she was just, like, so, like, she, like, had this immortality figured out. Like, she knew what she was doing. She was fairly comfortable in the idea that, like, no one would remember her, like, until Henry came along. And I feel like in the past, like, kind of as the past stretched on, we did get that from her. But, but like, the, those early days were so hard to read because she was a struggle. She was on the struggle bus. Like, she was on the struggle bus. It's interesting because I, I probably want to change my opinion. While I was reading the book, I looked more forward to the present day chapters. Yeah, that was why, But looking back, the, the yeah. past were more interesting. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I completely agree. Like, the past did have a lot. Like, the past was really interesting. But I just feel like... Also, it was, like, Addie was so alone except for Luke. Like, and that just, like, I don't know. That just, like, saddened me a lot, I guess. And I understand that was, like, the point of the story. But just, like, every time it was, like, a past chapter and he was, like, the only one she could go to, it always just, like, made me sad. Whereas, like, in the present day, she kind of had, like, Henry as well. And then she also had Luke as well, I guess. But, like, I don't know. It just made me happy seeing that there was, like, somebody that she could, like, like, would treat her good, I guess, that she could see all the time and who would know who she was, like. Yeah, Addie was so alone, like, and she was so alone to the point, and I felt it so hard, uh, to the point where when Henry and her go on that day, and they, like, and she can never write anything, but then Henry 
like yeah. adding Brad's handwriting and makes oh him God. write words, and it feels like she's writing the words. I that is, cried. That was so. Oh, I'm gonna, that was so such a good scene, and, and like how emotional she got over it too. It was just like oh, it was so good. And and it's the way that Henry just, even though he didn't understand, he was just so supportive of the whole situation. He he was just kind of standing there, going, "Okay, like this is." Oh, wholesome. I have a question. He's representing the fandom. Um, yeah. Yes. I have a question slash potentially, like, I don't know, like, if this is explained or not. <laughs> but, so basically, the reason that we find out that Henry can remember Addie, right, is because, like, of his curse, right? His mm. his curse that he also made with, um, with Luke. But... There's nothing inherently about his curse that, like, makes sense why he can remember her. Like, there was nothing, like, oh, like, like, it, it was just very much, like, everyone will love you, right? But that doesn't necessarily say that, like, oh, you'll be able to remember this girl who no one on earth can remember, right? And, yeah. but yet he could still remember her, and it's just assumed because, like, the magic that they both have with Luke, I'm assuming, right? That, that was no, it? No, no, this, okay, it, this was, was fully explained. So the reason yeah. why, if you if you have a curse, it doesn't automatically make you able to see through other curses. What yeah, I know, I know. Was that Addy? So Henry's whole curse was that people saw in him what they wanted to see most, and what uh, Addy wanted to see most but, was somebody who remembered her. No, this but, was literally explained in no, the book. No, I know, but. I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong, but there's something that's confusing me because I remember this one line, like, very distinctly because Henry was, like, it was the main reason why Henry was so attracted to Addie was because whenever the curse was, like, working on someone, they had, like, fog in their eyes and he was so attracted to her because he's, like, she doesn't have, like, the fog in her eyes. Like, my curse isn't affecting her. Because... So, I was, like, whole, so like, but, so she wasn't seeing in him what she wanted to see most because that's the whole thing with the fog in their eyes. They definitely did explain this. They definitely did. But, I don't know, maybe you're right. Maybe you're on to the I don't, I don't, I'm just confused. I wasn't confused about this. It was definitely explained. It's no, I wasn't really confused. Yeah. Uh, yeah ba- basically, I'm just pretty sure Addie, Addie's ideal thing. Because, oh, I think what, a, okay, theoretically. Let's play around with this. <laughs> okay. So, like, they saw the fog. They got the fog in their eyes when they were seeing Henry. It was almost like a filter, right? So they saw Henry differently. Yeah. But with Addie, what happened is she didn't see – she didn't want, like, what she wanted to see in people. It what She didn't ever want to see something specific in Henry. She just wanted to see any person. And so hmm. when that, Henry that comes along, it didn't change. Like, she didn't see Henry any differently because she just wanted somebody to remember. She didn't care who or what they looked like. Like, when she met Henry, it was never, I want you to look like my mother or something like that, which is generally <laughs> how it happened with Henry, right? People always wanted to see somebody else they knew in them, they, in him. It was like because everyone would always be 
like with Henry, oh, you just remind me so much of somebody who like I really cared about. And with Addie, she didn't really have anybody to compare Henry to. She just wanted anybody. She didn't care. So I uh, think that's something what that that's was. kind of something that's kind of interesting if we're going off because there was like a few. Actually, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. That doesn't make sense. I just thought of something. Um, <laughs> so never mind. I'm not going to say that. Um, but yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. But just kind of here was my train of thought. Is even though it's like, yes, that was true. Henry's curse was still pretty vague in the sense where it's like, it's not out of the question for someone to want. Like, you're telling me Henry's the first person who ever wanted, like, people to love him? Like, I'm sorry, that's just not true. There's obviously other people. And then Luke had said to, like, Addie one time, he's like, oh, you think I care so much about you? Like, I have, like, thousands of souls like that are walking, like, or hundreds of thousands of souls waiting to be reaped right now. So, like, he made hundreds of thousands of deals with people walking on the planet all, like, at a particular time. I wonder if she just happened to cross paths with one of these people if someone else would have remembered her, too. Because mm. of, like, another, like, kind of loophole or something. Oh. But she just, the world is thing. huge. So, like, she uh, just never crossed paths with them. For sure. But another thing, right, she did... She did see Henry differently to how Henry actually looked because she saw Henry like Luke. Well, that's what I was going to say because I was going to say like, but wait, we only really ever heard of Henry being described by Addie. So like, is that actually what he looked like? Was but there then actually I, ever a line that said like the fog wasn't in her eyes? Yeah, there was. It was, I remember um, it. Cause that's like, cause on, you remember on their first date, how like obviously like Addie never wanted it to end. Cause she was like, oh my God, he can remember me and stuff. But then mm-hmm. she was like, oh, like Henry's like really into the state too. Like he doesn't want to leave either. Like, oh my God, he loves me all that stuff. Anyway. And then, um, but you find out later from his point of view that it's, like, he didn't want to leave because he was, like, finally someone who's actually seeing me, like, and there's no fog in their eyes. Yeah, that's interesting. Maybe that's just a plot hole. I don't know. <laughs> we found it. <laughs> we found no. it, yes. I'm sure, yeah, I don't know. Because I'm I was sure thinking, too, I was, like, reasoning. I was, like, is that the reason? Because I was going to say, is that the reason he looks like Henry to Addie looks like Luke? But then I remembered... Because I was like, well, we just see Addie describe him. Like, does he even actually look like that? But then I realized, like, we also read from Henry's POV where, like, he described, like, oh, like his black hair and his eyes and stuff. So I was like, okay, well, like, that's from Henry's own POV. So I guess I'm not going to question his looks from his POV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then it's interesting because you think, I don't know. I got really confused with why Luke and Henry looked the same. I'm going to look it up. I have never actually <laughs> fully researched this look. This, like, I know, it's just us now being like... What a look at Henry. Look. Um. Let's see. It doesn't say anything. I can't find anything. Hmm. I don't know. That always confused me, though. That my I only theory say, on like, the book. Oh, you go, you go. I was gonna say my only theory on that was it was because it was kind of to show how like Luke was still always like tied to her in some sense, and she could never, she never really let him go in a way. Yeah, I can. I will say like the book. The book does have its kind of. Um, 
flaws. Like, it, it was still a five-star read, but it was a five-star read that had flaws, but it was so interesting because the concept was almost, like, that was Written almost the point. Written to be flawed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was almost the point. And so it is interesting. I do think when people come out here and say, like, Addie LaRue is the best book ever written, I think, obviously, that's a very opinionated statement. I don't know if I agree with it entirely, but I think it was a very great book, and it was well written. And this is her standalone. Yeah. I think, like, she could have easily... And we... we I've told you this before, Lily, but... Um, V.A. Schwab, I have a lot of respect for her as an author, especially because she just did, like, the darker Shade of Magic um, trilogy, uh, kind of before she did Addie LaRue. And so she was really known for kind of YA darker shade of ma- dark Darker Shade of Magic is adult fantasy. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. What a vibe. Um, well, she was kind of known for that, and, like, a fa- fantasy, like, series. I respect her a lot that she didn't take the concept of Addie LaRue and then stretch it out and kind of make it a bit of a money grab. <laughs> I, I respected that it was just a really well-written standalone and it was a lot more impactful uh, that way. And I think the story, it was kind of taken... She, she definitely explored everything she could with that concept and I always respect that when an author does that. Like, I didn't finish yeah. the book... Obviously, you finish the book being with unanswered questions, but I finished it, um, and I didn't. Uh, there, I never feel like with this book. Oh, I wish she did this. I wish we got this scene. I wish we got that scene. <laughs> that yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um. No, I definitely. I I think so too. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I can read some of these discussion questions I found on the internet. Some of them are kind of cool. Okay. And I think that there is... I won't read all of them. I'm going to kind of pick and choose which ones I think are, like, actually have potential to talk about. But, um... Okay. This is kind of interesting because I like never I've never really heard anyone like say this when they talk about the Invisible Life Addy Larue. Mm-hmm. But it's like Luke as a character was he a devil, an angel, or a god? What is your opinion on like what he was like? He definitely was an angel. <laughs> um, I love how we say that as if we have all this experience with angels and we're like, well, definitely not. Like I mean, we just know that not. we well, know. <laughs> My yeah, neighbor's an the, angel, and she's nothing like that. <laughs> God, yeah. I know angels, and uh, oh god, um, I always saw him as a god because he—I think he talked about at one point other gods, right? And I th- I'm pretty sure he refers to himself as a god, but um, well, he he Addie, referred to himself as a god because Addie kind of started referring to him as a god because that's what she thought of him, and so I feel like he wasn't gonna be like, Addie actually, no, I'm not a god, <laughs> you know. Yeah, Addie thought of him as kind of the devil, though. That's the interesting thing. I well, no, because felt. there's always that line that was like, never pray to the gods who'll answer after dark, right? Yeah, so, so I always saw him as a god. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know, because there's just like... But I think, I kind of get confused because I'm not hugely educated on religion. 
But yeah. I'd be very interested to hear, like, the Schwab uh, bullet points or notes on who Luke was inspired by. Um, oh, I know, me too. Figures. Yeah, I feel like that'd be really interesting because I, I don't think the devil... Because it's really interesting because the whole concept, when you look at it from afar, right, they're all making, it's just a bunch of humans making deals with this dark god. And it's basically making a deal with the devil, essentially. <laughs> like, that's the whole yeah, because, popular phrase. Yeah. Because but there then was he like, never refers to himself as a devil. He's a god. And so you're like, okay, like, who are you? But I mean, not that I know the devil personally, but I feel like the devil would see himself as a god in some respect. <laughs> that's you know? a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> so if you really think about it, like I don't know, like because there was like but always the, the there was always the gods you could pray to during the day, like in this book, and I think that was like a huge of like the quote unquote like good gods. Like that yeah. we view, and, and then there's the gods of the dark, which is like, <laughs> yeah, which is like, so I don't know. I kind of saw him as like, not like not like the devil, but like almost like a god of hell, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, I just saw him as god of like darkness or something. Yeah. <laughs> but he totally could have been off. I don't know. I think that's what, something again. I really liked because the the animosity or the ominousity they both kind of mm-hmm. work in this situation of Luke was very, it made him as a character a lot more fascinating and I think yeah. at some points I definitely remember looking at Luke and thinking, oh he's just death, like I don't even know <laughs> because Especially he, during those scenes where he went and like reaped the souls that he like was owed basically Exactly. So it That's not was a very, very godly thing to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right. But then again, it, isn't that kind of what like angels sometimes do a little bit? So I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's the whole I would love someone <laughs> who had like a degree in religion. Like, talk about what they think. Right, <laughs> like, yeah. I just wanna know. Cause like I mean, all I did was go to Catholic school and half paid attention so I don't feel like I'm qualified to talk about this but yeah same I went to Anglican school and and that was about it yeah yeah Um, yeah okay so this is always interesting because I never really when I was reading the book I always I never really came up with a super concrete answer for this like I had like a few but like I never really had like yeah so while Eddie goes to the absolute worst, she never gives in and lets Luke have her soul. What do you think kept her going for the 300 years before she met Henry? Like, I, what? I thought about this so much and I just couldn't. Yeah. Honestly, I couldn't figure it out. I think it was just kind of her draw. I think it was just her one. Maybe it was a mix of the natural human survivability instinct to she had yeah. absolutely nothing to lose but everything to gain maybe a bit of that so and then three she just hated Luke so much that she knew what Luke wanted was her soul and it was pretty much the one thing that he couldn't have <laughs> and so well something that I always saw is like because I was like because in the early stages it was totally like a it was like a pettiness thing like she was like 
no, like, <laughs> you pay yeah. my life shit. Like, I'm not going to give in. And, um, but pettiness can't sustain you for 300 years. Like, think of how long 300 years is. That's a long time, like, to be sustained I, by, like, yeah. pettiness. So there's obviously something underlying there and it's just a matter of like I do think that Addie enjoyed her life at some points I mean we were talking you said earlier that she was quite comfortable by the time she was in New York and so that's a lot of time I do think that eventually it was probably just a thing of no I'm not gonna die I actually really like my life right now thank you very much (laughs) I also think it was potentially like a huge fear of what would happen to her when Luke took her soul because there was like a line somewhere in the book where she was like and what will happen to me it was like one of the first few years he visited her and she was like well what will happen to me if I give you my soul and he was, like, he basically described it, and I forget what he said, but I remember just, like, her reaction. Like, it was definitely one of fear. Like, she didn't like it. Mm. And so I feel like that was also a part of it. Like, she didn't want to know what would happen to her. Because I don't think she also trusted yeah. him, because he was like, oh, no, like, it'll be fine for you. Like, but I don't think she trusted Like She said over and over she didn't trust him. And so I think she didn't, I think she was afraid of what would happen to her. And I think that's a good motive, too, because on, over time, that would have only grown that fear for Luke because yeah, Luke. I mean, by the end of Addie of the book, Luke is very scarily obsessed and attached to Addie in a way where I don't even want to know what so, he would have done with her soul when she exactly gives it up. like I just feel like she would get special treatment, not in a good way. <laughs> yeah. I think he'd be a little obsessed with... I don't know what he does with these souls, but he would definitely put her through the ringer, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> this is, like, a soul kind of Olympics. Like, she would definitely... Yeah, she would definitely have a difficult time. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so I think fear was her biggest motivation, for sure. Yeah. Um... But in saying that, sorry, sorry. I'm I'm like, I really just want to film my girl Addie here. I don't think (laughs) that she would, she doesn't give me the vibes of a woman that was always scared, though. Like, she was pretty, we talked about it before, she was pretty calm. Yeah, I don't think she was, like, constantly afraid, but I think that that was, like, a factor of why she didn't want to be like, I'm going to give my soul to you. Yeah, Yeah, but I also think. I I think I see it as also very determined as well. She was just kind of determined to win, almost. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. Probably a mix of a bunch of things, I guess, but... Yeah. Um... Okay. This is... Uh, I think this is interesting. When do you think Addie and Luke stopped hating each other? And do you think they actually did ever stop hating each other, I guess? No, are you kidding? I don't think... Okay, I but, think they did at different times. Yeah. So, Addie stopped hating Luke, kind of middle to the, like, co- until there was about a quarter left of the book, right? But then Like, when they had, like, their romantic relationship going? Yeah, right. And then... But then, obviously, she finds out that that was all just a ploy... And so then, obviously, she's not into it anymore. <laughs> but yeah. then I think at the end, I do think, like, Luke genuinely is, like, cares 
almost in in he cares as best as he can because I don't know if I think what makes their relationship so interesting is Luke isn't even human so we don't know the extent of his emotional capabilities right <laughs> yeah yeah like, can he even care we don't know <laughs> and the thing is I think but what I think is very interesting is because you say that you think that he loved her like the best he could kind of like at the end of the book right but kind of how he acted towards her at the end of the book right Mm. it's not all that different from how he acted to her kind of like after she'd already been like on earth for like a hundred years because there came a point where like obviously like he dated her for her soul but I don't think that means he didn't care about her because I think that he was just dating her to get her soul because I mean coming from a devil slash god, like, whatever he is that we never figured out. Um, He didn't... I mean, I'm not going to be presumptuous here, but I don't think they really date much wherever he comes from. And so I think he really saw this. Like, I don't think... Like, I do still think he cared about her at that point in time and didn't hate her. But I think when she was like, oh, my God, like, you're dating me and it's all for a ploy, he was like, well, no shit, like, I... Don't date. I'm on the clock. <laughs> He's like, I don't. Dating. So it's like, I don't think, I don't know. It's like a really weird thing where it's like, he kind of did I don't it. know if dating, oh. I don't know if caring is as much the word as not hating. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's a better way to put it. But like, it was mm. very interesting because I can kind of tell when Addie stopped hating him a bit but I can't really tell when Luke stopped hating her because he was always just so like <laughs> full of shit so it was like I can't trust you at any point in time or your actions so I don't know mm. another thing I realized you know while we're on the topic of not knowing what the heck Luke was Luke <laughs> was short for Lucifer was it not and Lucifer was the fallen angel so Luke really is yeah. kind of all three a god an angel and a devil so that is true <laughs> that is true yeah it, I mean I just can't believe we forgot that whole thing really yeah we just ignored that <laughs> we were just like hmm that's I not even no I really name. don't know yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah know. Yeah, I think some of these people always forget that Addy actually named him. Um, Right. Because he was nameless, wasn't he? (laughs) No, he had a name. He just didn't want to tell her what it was. Oh. Because he was like, she was like, what's your name? And he's like, does it matter? (laughs) And she's like, well, "Well, like, I want you to tell me. And he was like, well, the guy that I look like, what did you name him? Because he like... And so that he just kind of deferred the question. Like he just so he never actually said he didn't have a name. So it's potential. Yeah, I mean, he might have yeah. one. I'm sure they called him something. You know. Yeah. His other I little. Mean, I wonder if he had little god friends. Like he was like, so guys, this Addy girl refuses to give up her soul. It's really annoying. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, oh damn, David, you're going through it right now. <laughs> there was multiple. They said it's like never prayed to the gods that answer after dark. So she could have got. But it, there's there's more than one. Yeah, they're all having tea parties. After <laughs> <laughs> the gods, please go. Okay, so soul roundup. How many souls did we get this week? I just, I just know they would all have like basic white boy names. They'd be like, Connor, how many souls did you get this week? Luke's real name is just Kyle. 
<laughs> so Kyle, how'd you do? How'd you make out? Did that Addy chick cave in? No, no. But but we went on a date this week. Yeah, it was pretty good. What? Oh wow, nice. Well, nice, nice, oh, nice. nice, nice. Okay. <sighs> Were you surprised when Henry revealed that he made a deal with Luke too, or did you figure it out earlier? Um. Yes, I was so <laughs> surprised. I remember what reading that, and I was like. Ex- Excuse me? <laughs> I was just so shocked. Because I think I heard it too. I didn't read it. And yeah. then I remember hearing it and then I went and got my book and I double checked it. Because uh, I knew... Okay, so what I knew about The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue before I read it was the general premise, right? Girl, nobody remembers. But then I did know that Henry one day remembers. Like, she meets Henry one day. And then they it's the first person who remembers her and I thought that was the whole premise but it's really interesting because on the blurb it does not mention that anybody remembers Addie on my blurb it does oh maybe it does on, on mine I don't on know. my copy yeah oh, it's okay. like way it's like way at the bottom it's like until one day like someone remembers her and yeah yeah I remember just being so surprised because you spend so much of the book just following Addie's journey and being so focused on her curse and her life that you don't even think mm-hmm. that there's like others <laughs> so I was surprised yeah I was definitely surprised too like I something that's very interesting about Henry and I feel like I can't be the only one who thinks this maybe I am I don't know um but like Henry he was written as a pretty generic character from the surface plot right like he's got dark hair and like greenish grayish eyes red hair i I don't i always picture him blonde like dirty blonde hair that like but he he had dark hair vibes (laughs) no he didn't but like then i feel like like basically every why not even why like <laughs> book love interests are always have like dark hair and like he had a pretty generic description if you really think about it like we just said we just came up with our own because he wasn't described vividly enough for us to like really you know see it fit mm-hmm. and like he like he was in his 20s and he didn't know what he wanted to do with his life like pretty standard there wasn't really anything special about him right and so I think like me when I was reading it like I just like never put that much thought into the fact like he would have would do something like that like I was like no he's just a normal dude like why would he do something like that like I just never I just always pictured him as so normal because that's kind of how he was described that when I found out he too had to deal with the devil had to deal with the devil I was like what (laughs) he just doesn't seem like the guy who on his weekends is making deals with the devil god angel thing you know, on yeah. New York sidewalks. <laughs> yeah, um, I know. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That's so true. Actually, that was probably <laughs> totally intentional that Henry was written as the most generic person ever, so you didn't suspect it was anything. Yeah, because, like, if you think of Luke, like, he was not generic whatsoever. <laughs> he had, like, his, he was described over and over and over again, like, physically. Like, 
which is at the beginning when Henry had like, or I mean not Henry, Addie had like a whole page describing the drawing she did of this one guy she was attracted to in her mind. <laughs> like, and then when she actually saw him, she described him all over again. Like this whole, we got like two full pages of his like physical <laughs> appearance. That's like, true, yeah. And whereas like Henry was kind of like, oh yeah, he had like dark hair and like, he, yeah, he, that's it. <laughs> that's what he could yeah, Dark hair, like, green eyes, um... Cool. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah. <laughs> Something else Are that we... I think is... Oh, sorry. Oh, I was going to say the most random thing, but you know that Taylor Swift song that's on, like, going around book talk, and everyone's like, no, 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 it's for them. And oh, yeah. it's the one where dark hair, yo, you flash your green eyes at me, the treasure <laughs> cat smile and shit. <laughs> anyway. Um, yes. I, I always think of Addie and... Luke, like when I hear that, because mm. mm, I just think, oh, that's right. It says like, don't rush into things. You flash those green eyes at me, and yada yeah. yada yada. Yeah. Anyways, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I've heard the audio, but I haven't. I I mean, I've just haven't seen any like Invisible Life at the root TikToks, and so like I've no. never seen no, that. It's so weird. It's a book, <laughs> book but. You can't really make TikToks about it, though, can you? It's not really. <laughs> like, except for the recommendation saying, read this book. <laughs> I, I'm determined tonight to find Addie LaRue memes. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I will find okay. some. Um, Send me some. <laughs> I will. Something else that I think is really interesting, this wasn't on the discussion questions. This is my own brain running. Your own brain? <laughs> oh, wow. My <laughs> own brain running. We're getting um, there. We're getting... So, buckle your seatbelt. <laughs> oh, so this is a big storm coming. <laughs> when Henry first told Addie the story of his curse, right? Right. Um, I find it very interesting because, kind of as the book went on, like Addie really, when she told him about her story, she told him everything. Like, homegirl was a little like. TMI at some points, honestly. Like, I was like, okay, Addie, does he really need to know that? <laughs> okay, like, understood. No, I'm not blaming her. I just thought it was really funny. Because if you think about, like, all the flashbacks, like, all the flashbacks are things that, like, she told Henry, right? That, like, made it into this said book, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so the, I was like, okay, did you really have to tell him you had sex with that one guy in France? Like, was that really relevant to the story, Addie? Like, oh, yeah, like, I was After I finished having sex with this guy in France. Oh no. He motivated me to learn how to that. read. Anyway, it was all about. It, 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 the sex was totally important part of that story. We learning how to read. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. She totally could have changed it to they were at a coffee shop, too. <laughs> like, you could have lied, Ad- Addison. Is that her? Ad- Adeline? Adeline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that. Yeah, that was really funny to me. Um. <laughs> But, so she basically told him, like, her whole story. She didn't leave anything out. And, um, but what I found really interesting about Henry is when he told her the story of him making the deal, he told it differently than what actually happened, which I found was, like, very interesting. He did? How did he do Well, yeah, because when he originally told the story, he was, like, saying that he was, like, 
really drunk, and he was, like, he was just, like, sitting outside, I think, and he was, yeah, like, was wasted. He, not? he was just wasted. I remember him just being super wasted. He didn't even, like, he was so wasted, he barely, he thought, like, Luke was almost a hallucination. Yeah, yeah, that's how he told it, but, the, and, and he still was super drunk, and, like, I'm sure still thought he was a hallucination in the next morning, but... What you actually, like, what you do end up finding out is that they were on the roof and he was going to jump and, like, kill himself. And I found that very... You don't find that out until, like, Luke says it, I think. I found that to be very interesting. But he, like, lied about, like... After this girl's just, like, told him every detail of her life story. (laughs) She was like, "Mm, me, like, going to jump off her... That's just too personal. I can't tell her that. (laughs) Henry did what Addie should have (laughs) done. Well, yeah, but what I thought, because what was especially interesting about it to me was the fact that, like, it wasn't just, like, because if it was just him sitting down and telling Addie, he's like, so I was sitting, like, on my steps, like, super drunk, and then he came up to me, and this is what happened, I would be like, okay, like, he lied about the story, like, I guess that makes sense, right? I mean, maybe he just didn't want to share that detail with her, right? That you he was would guess you know, that he wasn't actually on the steps. Yeah, you. but then the thing is, you didn't. You didn't hear him telling that story. It was told from his point of view. <laughs> like it like went back to his point of view almost as like it was like a flashback when he was telling that story. So you didn't really have any reason to be like, oh, he's a liar, because it mm. you thought it was from his point of view. Which yeah, is, like, but he just said weird. it out loud. Yeah, but it wasn't written like and then Henry said this and then, you know, like it was written like Henry's POV in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, interesting. It's fun that a very interesting writing choice that she made. <laughs> she made a lot of, in- like, the writing choices were very interesting in this book. Fia Schwab's definitely a really great writer. I'll give her that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm planning on reading, like, all her other books. Like, I want to read Vicious as well. That's a series. Uh, is that a series or a standalone? I don't remember. Well, um, one of the series is getting made into a Netflix show, which I'm very interested because it's vampire hunters. <laughs> and no. Oh. I was like, I, I did that, not know that that was that, a thing. <laughs> is that Vicious, maybe? Probably. Um, I'm trying to see if Vicious is a series or not. Yeah, um... Let me see. I'm just looking at the thing. I want to see how many books are in this Vicious series. Okay, so there's... Okay, it's a duology, and the third one's not out yet. Oh, but she's writing it. The three. Yeah, so there's two, and it, but the second one came out in 2018. That is so incredibly stressful. She's been booked and busy. <laughs> and the first one came out in 2013. Jesus <laughs> that makes me so stressed to read this series now. I'm going to end up on a cliffhanger, and I'll be like 37, and then like the third one's going to come out. <laughs> <laughs> the fourth vicious book is coming out. <laughs> I'll be like, oh my god! Oh, yeah. Well, oh. uh, now I'm less hesitant to get involved. I don't know if Anyways. that is the one with the show, though. I don't know. But she's a really good author, and I do want to read like her other stuff for sure. I'm interested to see what she's like writing action action-packed books, because we've yeah. mentioned multiple times, Addie Lou was very chill, and that's what we liked about it. It was one of the things that we liked about it. And so I I wonder what a fight scene from V-Shop looks like, where people are just... Uh, 
I <laughs> you know. know. It's chaos. Um, but I feel like before we should go, we need to bring up the obvious, the ending. We started bringing it up at the start, but we haven't really said anything else. What What oh. are our thoughts on the ending? What do we think would have happened? And did we like the ending, I guess, is the two obvious questions to ask. I liked the ending because it wasn't cliche. Like, the cliche option would have been for her to find a way to break free of Luke before the book ended, and then she, like, ran back into Henry's arms and was like, oh, my God, now we can be together forever. You know, that would have been yeah, the cliche. right. And, and the last I one would have been like, oh, and I ran back into his arms and I was at home, you know? Yeah, like, it's a, as much as I, like, obviously wanted Addie and Henry to have their happy ending, I was I was really glad they did it. <laughs> like, I wanted it, but, like... Anyway. It was weirdly um, more satisfying. Yeah, it was much more satisfying. The book would not have really had an impact if that was the ending. So I did like the ending in a sense. And something I do think is very interesting, I I do believe that, like, Addie, she's clever, and I do think she does escape him one day, but I think it's going to be, like, 150 years down the line. She'll figure out a way to make him hate her. Yeah. I don't know how. But she I don't done know that. if hate, making him hate her is the answer right <laughs> well that was kind of her plan like she was like she was gonna do everything she's like he he's so obsessed with me that like I could basically like do all this stuff and he wouldn't mind but over time like that's why it's gonna take like 50 100 150 years she said but she will like wear him down to the point where he's done with her mm. that was her plan yeah I think she could do it but I don't know. I think it's just such a, um, I honestly just don't feel that Addie, this little French girl is stronger than the literal devil. I'm sorry. I just don't, I just don't, I don't think it, I, I, it could be done. But I think that he also, I think he also had a weakness though in her. A little bit, as much as, like you said, like, someone like him could have. And I think that could be exploited if she really wanted to. Well, that's the thing. I thought her plan was she was going to kind of break him from the inside. Yeah, that was, I mean. But I didn't realize that basically annoying him. Until not annoying like, him. him. <laughs> <laughs> no, not annoying him into like hating her. That's not what I meant. I meant like basically destroying everything he thought he wanted with her. I guess. Yeah. Kind of. But I just don't see. Honestly, wouldn't he just take her soul then and be like, "Okay, I'm done well, with you." That's the that was the part of their deal though that he kind of up on because he if that was the case he would have just taken her soul probably before he even had an attachment to her but he couldn't just take her soul because of the nature of the deal they made right that's why he made her life so miserable made it so because he thought that if he made it so that no one could remember her she'd just break and give up her soul right oh. and so he couldn't just take her soul <laughs> Well, then maybe she can do it, you know? All, all the best. All the best, Adeline. Like, have good luck, I say. What do you think happened to Henry? Like, what, how do you think he lived his life? Weirdly, I feel like Henry wouldn't have ever gone on to meet somebody else. I, I feel like he would have just, like, never found anybody else. 
I think I don't he, know. Yeah. No, I just think I always am fascinated with the idea that his stories about Addy and not being able to remember them almost drew him to the point of insanity. I don't know why. Yeah. Like, I just, because I think we got a little glimpse of it where he's he gets a little bit frustrated that he can't remember at the end. And I think it would have been interesting if over time he just kind of spiralled and then got maybe labelled, like, an artist that was too... He was a great artist, but he um, was a little bit cuckoo. But in reality, he was actually just more aware than everybody else about the truth of the world. But he didn't. But he didn't forget her in the sense of like the curse, though. What do you mean? And he never like come, like because it was it, there was literally a line because like I was reading I was having some panic attacks reading these last few pages like I was reading this like line for anyway, but like. He said he's, like, and he did notice himself starting to forget her, but not in the way of, like, her curse, just in the way of how things go over time. Like, where if you haven't seen someone in a really long time, you're going to remember how they laugh, and you're going to remember, you're going to forget, like, the exact, like, color of their eyes, or you're going to forget, like, how, you know, they smell or something. You get, like, little details yeah. of a person you forget if you just haven't seen them for a really long time. Because he did yeah, say it wasn't, like, the curse. Like, it wasn't the curse that made him forget her. It was just time. Oh, interesting. Well, then maybe, I don't know, maybe he, he is okay with it then. Maybe he's like, okay, maybe he just greets and then comes across a really hot person and is like, hey, <laughs> how you doing? I, I just think it's, I'm this millionaire author. Would you like to have my children? <laughs> I just don't know because he always has such bad luck with relationships. And it's just like, I can never see him with anyone whenever I get a picture. But I also don't see him alone. I so I have no, no idea. I have no idea. I, I don't have any idea where Henry ended up. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the whole point. <laughs> it bothers oh. me. Oh, no. It doesn't <laughs> bother me. I'm just like, oh, well, good luck. Cool. <laughs> just, but and when you're doing... But I don't know. Maybe sometimes, sometimes it's okay to forget the exact precise blue of a person's eyes over a bowl of cereal like maybe mm-hmm. maybe that's okay like clockwork no, princess okay. reference yeah mm-hmm. oh. yeah but what i think is very interesting is technically henry and Addie could have like crossed paths again but just like we could have been so controlling it's not like they would have ever really had an interaction but like i think i think the, co- the coolest storyline that needs to happen okay picture this. Imagine. I'm a TikTok imagine. Okay. Um, POV. You're here. <laughs> um, basically, Henry never finds anyone again because he knows deep down in his heart that he, there was, that Addie was the girl for him and it, it drives him insane that every time he tries to get to a relationship as soon as it starts getting serious, all he can think about is the chance that maybe this girl will come back into his life again. And yeah. it's just too haunting. And anyway, so he just kind of goes on lonely artist, but, you know, fulfilled in every single way except for the emotional way. He's got all the money that he doesn't have. He has all the materialistic things he wanted, but he does not have love. And then he's basically on his desk. And then Addie gets free and then goes and visits Henry, first person. And he's just, like, super old and has dementia and shit. And then he's forgotten these stories that drove him insane for his entire life. And then Addie and him have a sweet little wholesome relationship 
where she, it's like the notebook where she just reads the book that Henry wrote Mm. about her life and reminds him of like her. But then she'll add in little bits and pieces and then he'll like go through little moments and be like, oh my God. Addie, what up, girl? And then, and then, you know, the cycle continues, and I think that could be a little interesting thing. That's the most entertaining yeah. ending for me. I see. Here's my, like, if I was to think of, like, my idealistic ending, okay? Because, mm-hmm. and this is probably, like, out of reach, obviously, as any idealistic ending would be, but anyway. Because um, in my head, by the time she ever actually, like, is able to, like, wear down Luke enough to, like, let her go, Henry's long dead. Like, it's going to take longer than, like, the 60 years he's he's got left at maximum, you know? <laughs> um, think about it. He's, like, 30 almost when the series ends. Like, I don't know. But, like, so he, don't go, he, don't go, he don't go hundreds of years kicking around. <laughs> like, and so, but I do like your thing of her, like, reading the book. Like, I love that. But I think that it would be very interesting, like... Because we know that Luke can change the curse that he placed on someone if he wants to. Because he did it with Henry. I would find it very interesting if she found some kind of way to manipulate his love for her and her being like, eventually over time, like, if you love me, you would allow other people to see me as well. Just like how you see me. And then I think that would be very interesting. It would be a whole new era of her life. Or people could remember her again. Yeah. Oh wait, I'm confused. What's the what's the ending? I'm very confused right I now. I think it would be no, I think it would be very interesting if she somehow convinced him to like change the deals of their bargain so that not everyone forgot her again. Uh, oh, yeah, because that's true. Like, she could totally get free, and then, but everyone still forgets who she is. Yeah, so I think it would be very interesting if she ended up, like, manipulating him into being like, well, you say you love me, like, prove it to me. Like, let other people see me how you do. Like, I'll still be here with you. And then she does still stay with him for a little bit until eventually she finds a way to escape him, and then she lives a life where people can remember her, but she always just remembers the first boy who ever remembered her, and it's just sad. Oh, yeah, that's wholesome. Wholesome. <laughs> Oh, look at us yeah. writing New York Times best-selling novels. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what can I say? <laughs> You're doing a creative writing course? You're just so... This good. semester? This fall? Yeah. Um, this getting one? ready. I'm getting ready. <laughs> getting ready, uh-huh. You're going to do one creative writing course, and then you're going to, like, go to V. Schwab and be like, I have a book idea for you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming to you with a $4 million investment. <laughs> yeah okay well Well. oh yeah i think we're out of time we could keep going but we're out of of time it's one of those books you know where you could just really run with it we were good i was about to start addressing like the henry hate on book talk but i'm like (laughs) we're out of time i'm like (laughs) we'll just be here for another like 45 minutes (laughs) like we get into the Okay, but, um, yeah, that's, I think that's all we can talk about this book today, The Invisible Life Annual Room by V.E. Schwab, five out of five for both of us, what a win, um, let us know your thoughts on the book, if you would like, at our social medias, at Two Girls Who Read Podcast on TikTok, and at Two Girls Who Read on Twitter, otherwise, 
yeah anything else to add lily (laughs) i think that's everything (laughs) okay we'll talk to you all next week then Bye. bye